Welcome everybody to Debugging the Darkness, a podcast outreach of Christian Tech Center Ministries located in, let's call it picturesque, Longwood or Strongwood, Florida, Central Florida's greatest place, probably in the history of technology, to get your computer and your uh, tech repairs. Christian Tech Center Ministries is a nonprofit dedicated to helping any and all in need with computers and technology. So I am Doug Bonnet. I am Andre's sidekick, friend, co-host, brother in Christ, and who knows? Whoa! And I'm Andre, and I am oh the handbell master today. Oh, man, he's got so many sound effects. <laughs> These kids and their sound effects. Holy moly. All right, so uh, first thing we want to do is uh, traditionally is, Andre, if you could give us a little bit of update of what's been going on over at Christian Tech Center Ministries these last couple of weeks since we podcasted, and give us a, also a view into the future. What's, what's on the calendar over there, Andre? You got it, Doug. Uh, so, of course, it's really exciting how we've been serving the community over these past uh, many, many months, uh, already surpassing our one-year mark. And uh, as we get closer to our one-year gala this Saturday, May 27th, from 6 to 9 at Harvest Time International, uh, we're also celebrating a huge milestone in my personal and professional life, as uh, this will mark 15 years as an A-plus certified computer technician. Wow. And uh, it really shows that how far that I've come with my skills and the talent that God had blessed me with. So what, you were seven when you got this certification, Andre? Sixteen, actually. Ah, hey yo. Ah, that's pretty young. Yeah, so it's been uh, quite a huge journey to look back upon when I was in Mr. Diaz's 10th grade class at Crooms Academy of Information Technology. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'll tell you something hilarious. When I was in high school, and this would have been late 70s, I don't want to put too fine a point on it, but I took computer sciences in Mrs. Schnurrenberger's class. And uh, at the time, there was a CPU for all of Prince George's County. Hey, PG County strong. Um, and everything was wired to our computer. Now, there were phone lines. And everything was on the magnetic disk, so that that goes back a minute. So I'm sorry. Go ahead and uh, continue with Mrs. Croom. No, Croom's Academy. So you went to the computer class there. Uh, yes, indeed, because uh, Croom's is the technology magnet high school in Seminole County Public Schools. Is it ever? And uh, so there were a lot of different fun classes that I took there, from learning how to use Microsoft Office to video production, 3D modeling. And, of course, the core essential requisite course that I had to take was, of course, uh, the uh, class that I got my A-plus certification uh, to work on computers professionally, learning all the gist of software and hardware. And while, indeed, computers have changed some since the mid-2000s, um, the general operations and the general architecture has remained unchanged for the most part, that you have a computer with a motherboard, with a central processing unit or processor that's made by either Intel or AMD stuck to a motherboard, and you have RAM chips that are like your short-term memory. You have hard drives, which have, most for the most part, uh, succeeded with solid-state drives, but still the main primary storage medium of the computer. Then you have a power supply, which takes the power from the wall and distributes it to the other components. 
And then uh, for some systems that require advanced graphics or gaming, you have a graphics processing unit or video card, which uh, would still be made by either NVIDIA or AMD. Of course, we've definitely seen a lot more evolution as uh, smartphones have and tablets have really taken hold in the technology space. But of course, desktop computers and laptops are still a very integral part of the modern household, which of course is where Christian Tech Center comes in to provide these resources for families that otherwise might go without. And what's what would you say is the most significant change in the time that you've been working on computers? Well, the biggest significant change is how computing has a lot of tie-in to cloud and web-based services that now when you take a brand new computer out of the box, the first thing it wants to do is nag you, create a Microsoft account, create an Apple account, sync down everything that you do on your computer back to our account uh, so that way everything can be consistently synced across our ecosystem or your, uh, your like devices. And uh, there's been a lot of, of more, uh, I should say, where it used to be more localized computing before, like every computer had an, had user accounts specific to the devices. Mm -hmm. And now they're trying to get you to tie everything back to their system. So there's a lot more redundancy in a sense, but it's also a little bit less control. And so, of course, whenever I set computers up, for clients when we distribute the computers to clients we just set these up as local accounts and then if the client wants to the client can potentially uh, use their online account if they want to on the system but it used to be when you bought a software package that software package you buy it you install it from your disk you own it now a lot of software like Microsoft Office QuickBooks TurboTax um, Adobe Creative Suite all that is cloud-based, and it's you pay as you use it as long as you're using it in perpetuity. And so a lot of these software companies have been really making bank on this new model. Yeah, I had, um, I think it was called Corel Paint maybe back in the day, and you bought the CDs, you downloaded them on the computer, and you always had them. You didn't have to pay a service. Once you paid for the initial software, that was that. That's right, and uh, now with Adobe, uh, Adobe Creative Suite and even QuickBooks now for businesses, they're like, nope, you can't buy the desktop version anymore. You have to just pay for it as a subscription, and of course, that's uh, something that's been irking a lot of people out there. But uh, one thing we have seen, though, is that we have seen a lot of progression in terms of the availability of open source software. So one thing we install on all of the computers we distribute, for example, is called LibreOffice. And LibreOffice is made by a nonprofit based in Germany. And it's an open source alternative to Microsoft Office that you can do Word documents, PowerPoint, spreadsheets, just like the official Microsoft Office product. And it's completely free to use. And do you have to type it in German or does it accept English? Well, they make it for all languages. Uh, oh, it's a bummer. global open source project. And so anyone with a computer that doesn't want to have to pay for a Microsoft Office. Which is not cheap, by the way. Yes, uh, because it's like $69.99 a year for one computer, $99.99 a year for five computers. And uh, they do still have the standalone Office products, but they're still a little bit pricey indeed. But uh, anybody, whether you're using Windows, Mac, Linux even, 
can get LibreOffice just by going to LibreOffice.org. That's L-I-B-R-E-O-F-F-I-C-E dot org. And they can download that product absolutely free. And uh, so we definitely, that's one of the good things that we've seen is that uh, more and more projects, more and more uh, organizations are producing open source alternatives. Like right now, to record this broadcast, we're using an open source product called Audacity. And uh, that's allowing us to be able to record this. And it's, uh, again, a completely freeware product that was released as an open source option. Um, there's uh, VLC Media Player, which is an alternative for playing D your DVDs without having to pay for Microsoft's DVD player app. Um, because last time I knew uh, you have to actually pay separately to be able to play your DVDs on, on the computer. Now, the open source material that you're talking about, do you have to be careful when seeking these things out? In other words, are there potential scams uh, advertising as open source. So is, is there a way that you can find out if these things are legit or not? You always want to be going directly to the publisher's website whenever you're downloading software like this. Many times third-party download websites uh, will have fake advertisements with fake download buttons that will actually give you a virus even. Uh, sometimes when you're installing a software product, even if it's a... Uh, even if it's a legitimate product, they might be trying to push on you optional offers where it gives them permission to collect information or to install other software that from other outside providers that give them kickbacks. Like, for example, when you download uh, Adobe, Reader, Adobe Acrobat Reader, the free PDF viewer that Adobe provides, when you download it, it's going to pre-check a box to also install McAfee and you have to go out of your way to check that box otherwise it's going to download and install this junk product that you didn't specifically want but that Adobe's getting kickbacks from McAfee whenever you make that download so uh, one thing that we've definitely seen a lot is that uh, even on brand new computers right now when you go to a big box store and get a computer it's going to be pre-installed with bloatware trial software and this is just out of the box. You didn't ask for it, but it's already there, running in the background, slowing down your computer, or even worse. Yeah, I bought a an HP. I'll, I'll spare you my diatribe for now. Um, then I will, when it's appropriate, share my experience with the last Windows machine I bought. It was not pleasant, I want to tell you that much. So... Um, Specifically, the last couple of weeks, uh, what, what's what been going on over at Christian Tech Center Ministries, and what are we looking forward to? The gala Saturday night is huge. I bought my table, so I'll be there. I'll, I'll get to share in the festivities, and uh, what else is going on? Uh, well, of course, we're getting ready to uh, do some more ramp-ups with some of the community projects that uh, we've been preparing. Uh, so... Um, we also, in addition to having direct interaction with clients, as you know, Doug, we also partner with other nonprofit organizations and churches and uh, ministries and community service organizations to be able to gear getting our resources to those who need them most. And uh, so uh, every year, as you know, we do a back-to-school distribution with Lake Mary Church um, in Historic Goldsboro where we're going to be getting families with elementary and middle school students that don't have 
access to technology, we're going to be able to provide little student laptops for these children to be able to complete their schoolwork online that is expected of them because these days in public schools, if you don't have a computer, even on the elementary level, this, uh, it's sad to say that they're not, that some of the teachers and some of the uh, administrators, I mean, God bless them, I mean, we got to have teachers in the world. I mean, I have a strong admiration for teachers, but there are, are some that have not really been accommodating to uh, students in these types of situations, and so, of course, that's where we've been able to step in and provide these essential resources to be able to facilitate the success for these students and these families. Now, given that the, at least here in Central Florida, the school year is just about out, does that change the emphasis or the deployment of computers? Well, these are going to be for distribution at the beginning of the next school year in August, but uh, of course, uh, like there's going to be students that are going to be in summer school. There are some students that do that are going to need to be able to do their homeschooling curriculum or virtual right. schooling, where they do that as a year-round thing. And of course, uh, with higher education, they don't take a break. I mean, there are now we're having graduations, and they're already gearing up to launch the summer semesters for right, right. Their, those who are still attending class or still in the program. So. Even though public schooling might take a little bit of a break, education need is still prevalent. People are still needing their computers to be able to do uh, studies. And, when, of course, when I was in school, I actually was required to do an assignment or a big project over the summer in preparation for starting the new school year. So is it really that much of a break? I don't know. I can't really say, but the thing I is... I think me and my friends would have burnt the school down if we had to do anything in the summer, but that's... Uh, I, I'm not advocating I'm, arson here on the uh, debugging well, I, the I would have podcast. to say that would probably have been a pre-Jesus thought, because the thing is you don't want to allow vengefulness and bitterness to creep into your So what heart, you're Doug. saying is Jesus would rather not have me and my hooligan friends back in the day burn the school down. That is correct. Jesus right. would not want you to burn the school down. But here's All the thing, right. Doug. I mean, the schools aren't uh, like you're, you don't want to mix up uh, what some of the things that have been going on with the schools and this, that, and the other. Uh, sadly, uh, there has been a massive intrusion of politics into our public school systems. And at the same token, though, um, Jesus did, when uh, Jesus walked this earth, he walked into the he walked into the synagogues, the houses of God, and he was flipping tables. I mean, he had right. a righteous anger, and when he had that righteous anger, I mean, there was a real reason behind. It. I mean, there were people gambling and merchandising and using his the name of the Lord in vain in these synagogues, and he would walk right into them, and I mean, that was a righteous anger. So one thing that that is a real thing. I mean, righteous anger is a real thing. It's okay to get angry about things, but the most important thing is to be able to have a dialogue because the most important thing that we can do as believers is showcase what the love of God is about. Amen. And, uh, so, of course, in our world, which has been so toxically divided, the best thing you can do is open a dialogue with the person, even if it's somebody who has value system that's completely contrary to your own, and just be able to sit down and have a good conversation. 
I mean, I just saw a news article that there was a university professor that was literally ripping up a student's, uh, a student's display. Uh, it was a pro-life display. And just literally throwing it at the students, which that in itself was very callous, of course. But then, of course, uh, then afterwards, that same professor then was chasing after news reporters with a hatchet, threatening their lives. And that's not a way we should be doing So if, if I could recap then. You're saying Jesus doesn't want us to burn schools down, and he's probably against chasing people with hatchets. So yeah. on that note, let's smoothly segue into the verse of the week, and this is found in Hebrews 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Now, Andre, obviously uh, faith has been huge in the uh, formation and even sustaining the Christian Tech Center Ministries for it's been a year now. Mm -hmm. uh, so tell me a little bit about how faith mattered as far as where you are now. Absolutely, because and it goes back to two thousand years ago, really, because Jesus, when he was here, his he needed movement... tech. Re Repair? Is that what you're saying? Mm, well, I, well, technology was way different back ah, in biblical right. times, of course. Tablets. But uh, the thing is, you look back 2,000 years ago, and it was a movement of faith that started and was rooted and grounded entirely in love. The Roman Empire, and Pastor Shea talked about this time and time again uh, during one of the most recent, uh, the most recent sermon series about revolution last month. That uh, Rome is forever. Remember that. Doug, Rome is forever. Rome is forever. And, uh, that was not prophetically <laughs> uttered back then, by yeah. the way. Well, yeah, the, well, the Roman Empire lasted 8,000 years, and now Rome is just a footnote as a city in Italy, and the Colosseum is now a tourist attraction. And uh, the thing is, is that the almighty Roman Empire, which was basically ruled by brutality and violence and bloodshed and uh, the sport of death, that didn't last. Have but, you ever been to Rome, Italy, by the way? Uh, no, I have not. Doug. Have you been to Rome, Georgia? No, I have not. That's nah, probably a little bit closer and a little bit cheaper to get to, but <laughs> I promise you it's probably not as scenic. Yes, but to go back into that, this is a movement that's been 2,000 years in the making and continuing to grow and grow, and that was a movement that was powered by the love and grace of Jesus, not violence. Right. And so going back to the verse here, and um, when it came to Christian Tech Center, I mean, I just, like, when the Lord put this mission on my heart, I just kept believing for it and kept praying for it, and I knew that in God's perfect timing mm -hmm. that this ministry would come to fruition and this would have been something I had prayed about though at the end of 2020 throughout the entirety of 2021 and even though that there was a lot of resistance that I faced I mean even uh, I mean just for doing charitable work on my own time I was my job was threatened I faced uh, sadly I faced uh, uh, quite a bit of uh, hurtful comments and persecution from some of my former co-workers I mean Granted, I loved my job. I enjoyed working for Refresh as long as I did. And, uh, of course, I'm grateful for that opportunity, which ended up bringing me to where I am today. So but uh, uh, with that, 
when when the verse says now faith is confidence in what we hope for that is not wishful thinking as is the context of the scripture so you weren't if if I could put words in your mouth and since I've got the microphone I can so bear with me Andre <laughs> um you knew that this was going to come to be so it was more than gosh I, I sure hope that this happens or It'd be great if it did. This is beyond that. Yes, it's absolutely beyond that because many times, that especially as believers, we get visions, we get callings. Some of us are called to full-time ministry and evangelizing on campuses. And at Lake Mary Church, we have so many wonderful fellowship brothers and sisters who have been going out onto the campuses and sharing the good news of Jesus across uh, Central Florida. And we have uh, people that uh, were called to a marriage ministry. We have people that were called to financial peace ministry. And uh, we have people that were called to even plant new churches. When the Lord puts something upon your heart and your spirit, you just got to keep believing for it because it, it may take steps. There may be a process. It may not just be an immediate boom, this is going to happen right here, right now. But um, I didn't know how this mission would come into being, but I just knew that this is what the Lord wanted me to do, and I just continued to pursue it. And the thing is, with God, nothing is impossible. I and think uh, with that, Andre, it's it just shows that whatever talent or gift or ability that you have even let's say in your case you were trained in technology and computer repair obviously before you were a christian so mm -hmm. what, whatever abilities or talents or gifts that we have god redeems those when we allow him to and even in uh, some some pretty obscure ways let's say somebody has a talent for blogging or podcasting as an example <laughs> uh then when we let him the lord redeems it so it's it's a tremendous uh, verse on considering when when the lord does call us to a thing he will take us through the thing absolutely and it's amazing to think when i was originally looking at this property which would become the christian tech center ministries workshop the foundation of this ministry that this facility was originally a dilapidated sub shop that had sat vacant, unused, falling apart for years. And when the Lord opened the door to be able to get in there, I mean, the whole place is nice, fixed up now, and all these different resources just kept coming, pop, 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 shelves, Bible bookshelf, TVs, workstations, equipment, storage, servers, bathroom fixtures, lighting, you name it. Yeah, it's it's been a tremendous journey for sure. So uh, we, we do want to keep up with that now uh, real quick. Are there tables and seats available for the gala? Yes. So tell us, uh, tell us in a nutshell a little bit about that, Andre. Absolutely, Doug. So as we get very close into this first anniversary gala, celebrating a full year of service as a registered 501c3, I'm definitely excited to report that uh, we have been selling a good number of tickets and tables, but of course we still have some available right now to be booked, and you can go to christiantechcenter.com forward slash gala to book your seats or reserve a table. 
Uh, tables have eight seats, and some of the table options also include promotion at the event. Uh, we're going to have uh, uh, close to 20 raffle prizes uh, where we're going to be selling raffle tickets where all of the raffle prizes will be worth $50 or more. Uh, we're going to have 10 silent auction items with values ranging from $50 all the way past $1,000. And uh, all of the proceeds from the event sale, ticket sales, raffle sales, and the silent auction will also go straight into supporting our ministry as we continue to uh, provide a tech, total tech repair resources, training resources, and computer equipment to help support families in need and other nonprofit organizations across Central Florida. And as uh, it relates to that, and we have world class talent too. Oh yeah, Joe Nestor. Uh, yep. Going to bring his guitar. He is a fantastic recording artist. I believe he is on the Spotify and uh, all the musical things that the cool kids are listening to. So, uh, yep, and we have CJ Ibisa as well, who's going to be giving a special message about vision. And he's actually going to be presenting his brand new book at our gala. And uh, we're also nice. going to be raffling off a copy of that book as well. And uh, he's going to sign it, by the way. Very good. And, uh, of course, our featured presentation will be Edison Unplugged. That's right. We got Thomas Edison. Uh, we weren't able to raise the real Thomas Edison oh, from the dead, man. but Maybe next it's time. the next best thing. It's going to be a spectacular performance. Next and year, Albert Einstein is going to be there, boys and girls. Well, uh, we'll see about that. That's uh, up to the Lord's provision, or we might end up having someone even better. Who knows? Better than Einstein. Okay, that's setting the bar pretty high. Yep. Well, um, well, uh, we have uh, Pray for Our Leaders uh, coming up this year as well. It's going to be the sixth annual Pray for Our Leaders and the second one that we're bringing under the Christian Tech Center Ministries umbrella. And so it's another date you can go ahead and put on your calendar. We haven't published the information yet, but I am excited to share that uh, former pro wrestling superstar, city commissioner, and my friend Matt Morgan is going to be our keynote speaker. And that will be on October 8th at True Life Church Lake Mary, 5400 Markham Woods Road. And uh, this event is always free to the public. And what we do with Pray for Our Leaders is that we invite government officials, candidates, uh, civic leaders, first responders, and veterans, and we invite them to a special prayer and worship service. And uh, we, it's uh, going to be powerful. We have messages. We have worship. And then we come together to honor them and pray over them. So what we want to do is let you all know, our myriad of listeners, our gagillions, which I don't think is a word, but if it is, it's, it's like a whole lot of listeners. We will put the links to social media in the notes. So you want to check that, um, follow the website. And yes. all the other stuff. And Doug, actually, Gagillion, the definition oh, is an unspecified large number. Well, of there you something. go. So that I nailed is a it. real term. Nailed so it. So well done there on yeah, your vocabulary. So good. See, your skills are continuing to grow as oh, you're hosting okay. the show with me. Here's course. a here's a smooth segue. Then, speaking of skills, we got a couple minutes to wind down before we uh, tell uh, everybody how to get a hold of us. So we're going to start a new segment called Tech News. And uh, Andre, everybody, this is going to be so cool. So get ready for this. Tech News. Wait a minute. <laughs> All right, so Tech News. Uh, we've got 
Two minutes, well, let's cram it into a minute and a half. Andre, what concerns you in the world of tech these days? Well, what concerns me goes back to something that I talked about earlier and how as we've had these these overly connected devices, that it seems many times that uh, we don't necessarily have full control of everything and whether that goes down to these newer electric vehicles to now Microsoft uh, popping up in your face, hey, you're still running Windows 10? Uh, well, go download Windows 11 just because we want you to. We're just going to slap this right in your face and just do it. <clears throat> and I don't like that too much. I don't like it either. And I then... think Bill Gates is the Antichrist. And if you disagree with me, direct all of your hate mail to Andre at Bill Gates probably is the Antichrist.com. Continue, well, please. Well, we, we believe that anyone can be saved, even those who have become so Even Bill lost. Gates. All uh, right. Yes, I mean, that's the thing. You see how Bill see what's going on in the tech world that you see people in positions of power who are doing all these great innovative things like bill gates jeff bezos and you see the, elon musk yeah and you see like how spiritually tech. broken they are right that they that they're surrounding themselves by money and fame and talent and yet you see divorce this controversy that and the thing is is that god paid the price for all of us that includes Bill Gates, that includes Jeff Bezos, and that includes anyone who, even even all the Satanists out there. Because here's the thing. I believe... And How I many think Satanists we do you believe, think are listening to our podcast, right? Satanists, we're talking to you out there. Yeah, Jesus loves you. That's the thing. He That's paid the, thing. the price for you. And you don't have to work to earn his love. It's, but God paid oh, that price. Amen. I mean, name anyone else who would have dull nails nailed into their their hands, be put on a cross, beaten, flogged, the flesh ripped out of their back, just so much pain, sweating blood. But you know what? He died for you. He and paid the price for you. And here's the thing. God loves you. Amen. That's and, why and... he sent Jesus onto this earth. And it's never too late to return, repent, and come back because he wants to welcome you back into his kingdom with open arms, regardless of what you may have done. So if you're breathing, listen to Andre. There's, There's still time. So uh, Absolutely. We want to thank everybody for joining us this evening at Debugging the Darkness podcast outreach of Christian Tech Center Ministries. You can find Christian Tech Center Ministries on the Google. What, what is your address over there, Andre? Well, thank you for asking, Doug. And the Christian Tech Center Workshop is located at 1006 West State Road 434 in Longwood, 32750. Our phone number is 407-545-8090. So, of course, uh, we exist to serve any and all. We're a 501c3 registered nonprofit organization. And, of course, we always look forward to the opportunity to be of service. And, uh, of course, uh, can't wait to get back on the air with you, Doug, to be able to share the good news of Jesus, to share the good news of everything we're doing to help the community, and, of course, to annoy you to death with oh, the handbells. Oh, I don't <laughs> like handbells. If you do like handbells, write your hate mail to Andre at why doesn't handbells.com. So we'll see you next time, everybody. God bless you all. And Jesus loves you. And Jesus loves you. Even you Satanists. Even you, Bill Gates. I'm sure you're listening. Bye. <laughs>